Bretto after an extremely tough 2020 for many it is so exciting to announce our first in real life event for 2021 Oh, MP, it's an understatement to say we miss connecting with our tribe, but it makes the 2021 wellness breakthrough all the more exciting. If you're ready to rebound or to make a comeback and even make 2021 your best year yet, you are warmly invited to join Brett, myself, and an intimate group of like-minded souls at the wellness breakthrough from February 5 to 7. Imagine yourself tucked away in the serene Streslecki Ranges of Gippsland, Victoria. You don't have to cook, you don't have to clean or do anything domestic. We feed you, we accommodate you, we hold the space for you to create your own wellness breakthrough. Whether it's in your health, your relationships, work, life, wealth, spirit, any part of your life, you can expect major transformation at our most intimate event. We'd love for you to join us, but spaces are strictly limited to 20 attendees. And as we record this, we have less than 10 spaces left. For more info, to watch the highlights of previous years and to join us from February 5 to 7 in 2021, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and boy, oh boy, I've been driving the car today. And there's some wild drivers on the road. To make sense of it all, I could think of no one better to bring on to share his wisdom on passenger etiquette. It is Australia's, if not the Southern Hemisphere's, number one wellness expert. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. How are you? Well, I'm wonderful. I know many people are going, what in God's name does passenger etiquette have to do with longevity? Well, all I know is... So much. It has so much to do because it has mental health consequences. In Ikaria, we (laughs) travel where they hardly drive. And their passenger etiquette is so different. It's so kind. They're so happy to be in traffic. They couldn't care. They actually (laughs) have conversations with the fellow traffic jammers. Yes. Even when they've got a busload of people that they've got to get to the airport on time. You know, there's all of that. All of that. It's just such a different way of life. And uh, you've been having some traffic experiences lately. You're joining me from uh, Phillip Island, which is... The global capital of traffic at Christmas time, trying to get over that bridge. It is Traffic 101. Tell me, what have you been observing and what's on your mind about passenger etiquette? Piercy, this happened the other day and um, my beautiful son, Jackson, was in the car with me. And, you know, let's be honest, um, as a single child, um, Jackson thinks that the world is all about him, which is fine um, because that's what we've made. We've made that, um, and that's that's good. No problems. Um, it's it's a it's a rod for our back. Uh, it's the cross that we bear. It's not a problem. <laughs> I'm saying this because I've got a feeling Jackson's going to listen to this, um, but it'll be funny. But so what actually happened was I'm driving along, and you know if someone yells out, they go, "Oh my God, watch out!" Oh my God, watch you know. Yeah. That's- Thing, and you're driving along and you think, oh, my gosh, and you slam the brakes on and then you look around and you go, what actually happened? What was that? Mm-hmm. Well, the other day we're driving along and Jackson's gone, oh, my God, and I've gone, what, what? And he goes, I think I know that person. Oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me that you did that? 
Like you yelled out, and, oh, my God, and I'm driving in traffic and it's just because you think you knew somebody. And I thought to myself, Pissy, that could have shortened my telomeres, but it's likely to have actually nearly caused a traffic accident. It definitely increased my stress and anxiety at the time, which is not good for longevity. <laughs> and I thought that maybe there's people out there that actually could also resonate with what I'm talking about is when someone overreacts in the car or has bad passenger etiquette. And what does that do to you as a driver? Um, it, it drives me mad, to be honest with you. But it, there's other there's other things that we can talk about. But uh, I'd like to hear from you. What's something that's got your goat well, about? Well, my heart pass- rate is rising just at the very visualisation of that. I was shaking. I was like. Ah, oh, it was just it was so much. It was so much. And, you know, it's very much like that time when I tried to update my MacBook and, you know, and the MacBook crashed and all that sort of stuff and then I created a talk out of it called Cracky Stress Code. It's also <laughs> like, you know, I think I'm going to have to create a talk out of this. Yeah, yeah. So, I think you are. So I think for the sake of our listeners, because I know one of our most popular episodes was the awkward Christmas social event masterclass. <laughs> How good was that? Um, and yeah. I think this could also go down as one of those timeless masterclass episodes of exceptional passenger etiquette, world-class passenger etiquette, longevity style, because stuff up your passenger etiquette, folks, and you could actually get in the way of someone else's longevity by causing yes. a fatal accident. So yeah. let's, not, let's not sugarcoat this. This is a public health safety message. Far bigger than COVID-19. Definitely not brought to you by the DHHS. It's actually brought to you by... I think the TAC will sponsor this episode if you ask. They could. It's probably worth it too, actually. We should talk to them. So I'm going to bring up one of the most... I'm going to bring up one of the most um, particularly competitive uh, passenger behaviours alongside what you just said with Jackson. And that is... um, That is twofold. Unsolicited... Music changes, radio <laughs> changes, and random and unequivocally non-urgent music requests, often filtered out and initiated by young children, but sometimes by adults who have no respect for the context of the situation in that you are in either driving rain, hard to deal with traffic, or on a highway that is busy, and, and they are asking you, to multitask and do things that is uh, a traffic hazard and potentially impacting their safety. What say you about my very sensitive passenger etiquette? I think about it. And, PC, I've seen you do a lot of things, like a heap of things in one day, but you never do two things at once. So I, I can imagine how <laughs> incredi- incredibly mind-blowing that would be for you if you've got Derby uh, yelling from the back seat of the car, Dad, put, I don't know, Maroon 5 Sunday morning on. I want to hear it. And you're driving and saying, Dad, uh, but Darby, I'm driving on the highway. And he's going, Dad, do it now. And then Tommy and, says, I want PJ Masks. And yeah. Maya says, I want, I want Ariana Grande. And Darby <laughs> says, I right. want Radio Gaga. Yes. And, then and, Sarah, and Sarah says, Stop! give me some Beethoven. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yes, I can imagine that's hilarious. Uh, there's, not, there's a couple of other things that I think are really, um, you know, poor form. Um, one is one is taking a phone call as a passenger. Oh, um, thank you. Hallelujah, brother. Keep on You know, 
yeah. like you've got to concentrate. Um, and if you're not involved in the in the phone call, uh, it's very distracting. Um, I find <laughs> it is so distracting. I can't believe no one's ever mentioned this. Thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> this is I, my blood pressure is rising at this. This is. Please continue. Even, Sorry, I'm taking even to the extent that if I'm taking a phone call in an Uber, I'll say to the Uber driver, excuse me, I just have to take this phone call. Do you mind? And I'll wait for their permission. But obviously, you know, when it comes to friends and family and you're in the car and, um, you know, I think a phone call, if you're not involved with a phone call and you're in the confines of a car, should be kept relatively short. You know, it should be, hey, I'm just in the car. I'll give you a call back shortly if you're not involved with the phone call because otherwise – you just become a taxi driver, and I just—it's a terrible feeling, you know. It's almost worse than when people take calls on coffee or dinner dates. I think it's actually potentially worse because when you're at dinner or coffee, yeah. even though you and I both hate this, at least at dinner or coffee, you can actually observe human behaviour. You can relax. If you yeah. really wanted to, you could check your own phone. But yes. when you're driving, there's nothing else for you to do except. For look, to look at the road and concentrate, which is a good thing, but not at the expense of being distracted by the auditory environment that you now find yourself in. And it's very stressful. I, I definitely see a crack your stress code uh, vehicle edition. <laughs> now, I think you can you can probably say that if if the passenger says, I'm going to have to take a call um, at some point from XYZ, then you can kind of go, there's an agreement there, right? So you can go, yeah, yeah, that's fine, no problems. Do that. But the random call that just happens and then it goes on for too long yeah. and you're not included in it, that's a tough one. I've got a, a I've got a controversial, you know, 21st century um, conversation here to okay. bring up. This is around the, the juxtaposition of Google Maps or Apple Maps versus – Local directions. Often the local directions are coming from, this is going to sound very ageist, you know, your parents, your aunties and your uncles that go, look, just take a right down to the McDonald's, then turn left at the post office, just go 400 metres down the road and you'll see the park on the left. Now, generation below that is being very polite and going, yep, thank you very much, absolutely, I'll do that. But really, we're just going to pop the address into Google Maps and follow along. Now, is it, Bad passenger etiquette because it used to be no problem at all when a friend, a neighbor, an auntie, an uncle, a mum or dad, a grandparent would actually kind of give you directions around the local area and they would actually tell you where to go. But now we've all got Google Maps, Apple Maps, Waze, whatever you use. We don't don't need and sometimes don't want it because it just confuses the driver, again, creating another possible traffic hazard. What say you? I was one. I don't mind. I reckon just go with whatever you know feels right for you. You know, if someone's got some intel. The other day, I was in in the car uh, with with our great friend Ben, and he took us down um, his version of a shortcut, which was at least five minutes longer. And I knew that it was going to be longer, but I just we still went that way and was zigzagging all over the place and stopping at giveaway signs. And I said, "Do you think that was faster?" And he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely faster when there's traffic, and you know, obviously, it's ten o'clock at night. There's no traffic, you know. <laughs> We've got the back way, uh, and so I think that's where the passenger has to kind of realise: oh, in this context, my back road scenario may not be the best solution, but that's okay. You know, that's we all make those. Oh, sorts so Ben of- was the passenger; you were the driver. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. no, that gets my goat up because I was about to say when the passenger is being driven, the passenger must acknowledge that they are not the driver. So <laughs> the driver is the driver unless the driver is in a vulnerable position seeking your insight and directions yes. or is not a local, then the driver, you, you give up that power when you are the passenger unless uh-huh. they tell you. So, But this is different because in the past, pre-Google Maps, it was on a far more level playing field. Yeah, so yeah. Now with Google Maps, it's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm just taking my Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But, this but coming is back, this is the stresses that many people are dealing with today. Coming back to the alarming noises that people would make as a passenger. So Jackson's example before, where he's gone, oh my gosh, I think I know that person. Um, there's those sorts of things where people might be distracted, whether they're distracted uh, reading or watching something else, they're on their phone or they're talking, having a conversation, they look up and they catch just a brief glimpse of the scenario that's ahead on the road and their reaction is magnified um, to be, watch out, and you're like, what are you talking about? Like I'm, I'm, everything's under control here, and you think that maybe a little kid on a bike has rolled out in front of your car because the reaction's a little bit too much, you know. So that I think that's also that comes down to that's a passenger etiquette thing too. Piece huge. This is quote unquote in the Pierce Kia Carnival. It's called Whoops. I think I looked up at the wrong time. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I think I just put my eyes on the road. Just. When I thought it was, you didn't have your brakes on, or you're going too fast, or too slow, or that is huge. You've definitely got to crack your stress code in this. Now, now, unless you've got another car, one, I want to change vehicles for a moment. Okay. But no, I don't have another car one. But I mean, obviously, apart from eating chips in the back seat, um, you know, you can imagine me. Somebody's eating the chips in the back seat while I'm driving. That just does my head in. Like the sound of somebody chewing, and I'm driving them somewhere. That's intense. Like that's that's rough. But um, we don't need to talk about that. That, that goes without saying with my mesomasticophonia. <laughs> people listening that just feel like their car is a kitchen, and uh, uh, you know, a commercial kitchen and a restaurant and a cafe, uh, and, and, a, and a rubbish tip all at the same time. Um, yeah. Now, aeroplane, passenger etiquette. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some curly ones in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people listening and watching haven't been on an aeroplane for quite some time. The etiquette of the person that is in the middle or the window seat is often a lot more stricter, unfairly, than the person who is on the aisle seat. Oh. Because... It's not so much an etiquette thing. It's a challenge. What if the person on the window or the middle needs to go to the toilet a lot? Yes. And yeah. uh, the person that needs to get up and get things out of their bag, which is not a problem when you're in the aisle seat, but if you're in the middle of the window seat, if the person has um, – this is obviously not a problem for people if they're in business class, but if you're in economy class and the person on the aisle – is working on their laptop or is cradling a young child, then you just don't want to put them out. You don't want to make it unfortunate. And that can be very stressful for that yeah. passenger because they don't want to cause any inconvenience. Can you relate to any of these potentially 
stressful passenger scenarios? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I, I struggle with that. You know, if I get given a window seat, particularly when my frequent flyer status requests that I have an aisle seat, <laughs> if I get given a, uh, a a window seat, I'm um, I feel I'm a bit in a bit of peril because <laughs> not like you, I don't have to get up to have a wee every 15 minutes, but I would go to the bathroom, you know, frequently enough that I I feel like I'm going to have to ask to get up. So if it's just a flight between Melbourne and Sydney, no problems. If we go the three hours or two hour plus distance, you know, we're heading over to Brisbane, up to up to the Gold Coast or Brisbane or flying across to Perth or over to New Zealand. That's It's a really tricky situation to be put up against the window. Um, and you're right, there's there's different levels of etiquette. But I think that if you're blessed enough to get the aisle seat, you've actually got to be okay with the interruptions. Um, yes, yes. That's part of it. You know, you actually have to be okay. You can't be all besnickety and snooty about it. Like you've actually got to be okay with the idea that because you have got the aisle seat, it's highly likely that the person behind you is probably going to grab onto the seat to pull them up to go to the toilet. The person, you know, in either next to them is going to get up and pull your seat as they walk through and the people beside you are going to want to get through. These things you just have to put up with because you're in an aisle seat. It's the best seat on the house in the house unless you're in business class or first class, right? So you just got to have to put up with it. But um, the one piece that gets my goat on a plane is the proverbial crop duster. Like the crop duster, <laughs> the one who thinks that if I fart into an airplane cushion, it's just going to evaporate and it's not. no one's going to smell it. Like seriously. And you look around to see who's doing that and you can't see it. Like you can't see them. They're pretending that they're still watching their TV show or they're pretending that they're asleep. You can't chuck them a dagger, but you know that that big brown cloud that's floating through the cabin came from their backside. That's the one thing that I can't stand. That's the most disgusting thing um, about passenger etiquette on a plane. That happens in business class. It happens in first class. It happens in economy, cattle class premium economy, happens everywhere. And if it's a flight attendant that crop dusts you, that's even worse. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. And that is one of the key differences between automobile traffic and aeroplane traffic. <laughs> you, if you're in a car, even if it's a full car, someone 99.9% .9 of the time will own up to it, even if it's a car full of strangers. <laughs> in an aeroplane, no one ever No says, one owns oh, up. Jeez, oh, I've just impacted <laughs> your... Flying experience. Um, it's yeah. worse now because you've got to wear a mask on a plane. And so the, the particles get trapped inside with the particles in your mask. It's no good. Like, it's, just, it's no good. Now, speaking of these uh, words that are, just, that are just coming out left, right, and center for you, I attempted to put in one of your favorite words uh, into my book, and it is this term, <laughs> persnickety. Persnickety. How do you spell it, if you know, because I actually could not keep it in the book because I could not find a spelling for it. <laughs> I had it in there. You've just talked about a very pertinent point and very, very uh, great use of the word in relation to passenger etiquette and, and, and stress associated with lack thereof. How do you spell this word, if you know, off the top of your head? Well, let me just um, seek, seek some um, clarification from from my better half. <laughs> hey, Jam, we're live on a podcast right now. Yeah. 
Um, who invented the word besnickety? Is that Joe? Is it a real word? Yeah. So all it's I a need real is a, no, no, you don't have to do it right now. All I need wow. is spelling. Yeah, well, there's something. There's something there. So I would have said it was B-E, snickety, S-N-I-C-K-I-T-Y. So I've got persnickety placed no, too B. much emphasis on trivial or minor details. Fussy. She's very persnickety about her food. Requiring a particular precise or careful approach. Nah, besnickety for me is like e e. It's like you sort of yeah yeah you know yes. chipping, pecking away at somebody or just being you know slightly cold and grumpy yeah. uh, without being you know what is it grossly disgusting and rude. But this is yeah, it's like it's just like that annoying sort of. Um, grumpy person who's mildly grumpy enough to let everybody else know that they're having a, a, a bummer of a day and you're not allowed to enjoy your day either because they're having a bad day. Well, this is very much in line with passenger etiquette. This is yeah. more the public public transport etiquette <laughs> is, is dumping, dumping on other passengers whilst you're traveling. So other passengers don't need to know all of the bad and worst things going on in your day. I think okay. that is a really big part of passenger etiquette. You can only vent and unload if the passenger that you're talking to has created a space where that is appropriate. Agree? Agree. Disagree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Today, I went round to uh, help my mate um, get his air conditioner installed in his place. And so I went around, here I am in Phillip Island, went around, got the got the text message from the air conditioner installer late last night saying, I'm going to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Can you let me into your friend's house? I said, yep, no worries. See you at 7 o'clock. Rock around there. I say, g'day, how you going? He goes, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I go, Okay. All right, so off to a great start, 7 o'clock in the morning, already a bit grumpy uh, because you've actually got some work. And at this time in the history of the world, people are craving work and need work. Um, there's people losing their jobs left, right, and saying you're complaining because you've got to get up and do your job. And so I was like, okay, I'll take a deep breath here. And so I said to him, oh, okay, um, tough year. And he said, I've worked seven days straight for as long as I can remember. I said, okay. Um, do you own the business? He goes, yes, I own the business. I go, all right. Uh, well, isn't it a great thing that you've got so much work? He goes, I just want a break. And I said, right, okay, no problem. I said, I was talking to a mate of mine, Murray, yesterday in Sydney, and he said that he can't find a builder to build some rooms in his chiropractic practice because to build some rooms in his chiropractic practice is too small a job and the builders don't want to do small jobs. They only want big jobs. And I said, isn't that a weird thing when there's work, um, you know, people complain that there's so much work, but when, you know, there's people looking for jobs, it's it's tough out there. And, uh, and he just looked at me and I said, I hope your day gets better. And, I, and I, I said, give me a call when you've finished the install and I walk back. And I thought to myself, why do you don't, you can choose to be different to that. You don't have to be grumpy and you don't have to be that, bar humbug two days out from a really special day.
I think that is a poignant and powerful way to conclude this episode. You have just put the icing on the cake. <laughs> if you are a passenger, not that you either of you are a passenger in the vehicle in that situation, but let's contextualize this. If you are in a passenger situation, the best thing you can do is add sparkle to your fellow passenger. Add sparkle. Whether that's the driver or whether that's on a public transport a vehicle, whether it's an aeroplane, a tram, or a train, there is a level of etiquette according to us here at 100 Not Out, which you do or don't have to follow. But if you want to <laughs> live to 100 and do it well, then you better. Research does find yeah. that the better your passenger etiquette, the less stress you experience, the uh, longer your telomeres remain, the right. uh, lower your blood pressure stays, yes. the higher your oxytocin levels, the hormone of no. love. And yeah. the greater your fulfillment on a daily basis. And <laughs> this research founded only in anecdotal evidence uh, provided by Damien and myself. So it's what we call real. It's what we call real world evidence. Real world evidence, and it's a real world study. It's a real world study. It means absolutely jack shit, but it's worth it, and uh, you should acknowledge it. <laughs> and we have no doubt that it will propel you forward in 2021 and beyond. Yeah. Demo, thank you as always for being my. Partner in crime, my teammate, my brother from another mother. Uh, this is 400 and probably eight episodes, maybe even more of this podcast. It's going to be a big year. I cannot wait for a very special announcement for our 100 Not Out uh, 2021 version. Cannot wait to make that announcement coming up uh, shortly. But uh, thank you, Damo, for everything you do for 100 Not Out. Thank you, PC. Thanks for organizing all of this and uh, for keeping us up to date. I uh, can't wait for your book to be launched. Uh, have you got a date? March one, March one. Don't hold me to it, anyone. But that's, March uh, one. As we record this, I'm. Uh, it's a Monday. It's the start of the week. It's the start of uh, autumn, I think, and um, it's a yeah. beautiful time of the year. Yeah, March is. one. Ready it is. I'll be playing golf and I'll celebrate at the same time. Yep. Congratulations, PC, in advance. Thank you well. very much to all of our loyal listeners. Go and find out more about Damo over at DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Uh, please connect with us on social media. We love it. Instagram wow. at 100.notout, Facebook at 100.notout. Spell it all out. We're all over YouTube. Thanks to Damo's incredible work. All of these episodes are on YouTube in video format. You can see how beautiful Damien is in the <laughs> How handsome Pierce is. Just buzzing behind yeah. me here. But uh, thank you for your support of the podcast. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.